Welcome everybody to the GBO podcast where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, how you doing today, we man? We are in the thick of March Madness. Yeah, it was you, a good Are you weekend. loving that? I'm loving it. It's the best time of the year. I mean, you got a lot of sports going on, but the only sports that matter, you got men's and women's basketball rolling. Yeah, and and uh, it was a really good first weekend of the tournament. I I... I enjoyed it more than I did last year. I, I mean, think. upset central on both brackets. Well, I mean, that's been the case for a while now. I know, but just <laughs> Princeton. Shout out to Princeton, the, the men and women. I, I think I want to set an over under next year. Okay. On the number of times, like before the tournament, on the number of times someone tells me my bracket's busted. You know, like, <laughs> like yeah, it's going to bust. You're it's like, gonna... <laughs> like how many times I tell you during the game the game's over? Yes, yes. the men? Getting told that that my someone telling me their bracket is, is done is more annoying to me than you telling me that the game is over when we're down by 10 with 17 minutes left in the second half. Yeah, like, which, which Bryce will do. Anytime we get anytime we get down, doesn't matter how much time is on there. Would you say I'm consistent? You are consistent. There's something to be said about being consistent. Yeah, Bryce, Bryce from time to time wants to leave at halftime. He loves beating traffic. Especially in football. Oh, yeah. If this was a football pod, we'd have some stories. Hey, there's not much traffic to beat it for the men. That's true. <laughs> All right, let's talk about, for a little bit, the GBO bracket. We had 20-plus people enter. Yeah? Yours truly is sitting at number three. <laughs> sitting at number one all weekend until last night's games. Sitting all number one all weekend. How, how many brackets? How many of those twenty brackets are yours? Just one. I ended Just up only one. doing one because you you set it to where you could enter twenty five. You can, but I, I only did one. You only did one. And okay. Shout out the chicken hoops number two tied for first, and then um, ESPN fam blah 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 thirty one thirty. Yeah, he's leading. Yeah, who who is that? I don't know. Yeah. But the, the I have listener I, ESPN fab thirty one thirty. I have four forty in points, chicken yeah. hoops, and that guy's got four fifty. Nice. How, how much of your final fours left? Ooh. Oh, I did I just hurt your that. feelings? Yeah. Did I just hurt your feelings? It probably isn't looking good. Um, only Kansas got taken out, so I got three or four. Oh, that's pretty good. That's I think pretty that's good. pretty good. Yeah. See, and that's what I'm saying is that like. Oh, I lied. <laughs> I lost Purdue too. No, I'm two two out of four. I'm out. <laughs> do you see? Do you see Tim Hamrick's name? Yes. Yes. Uh, so the, if you are in the bracket pool, there's a guy that's in the bracket that's uh, I think episode seventeen, like fourteen, twenty three, or something right. like this. Apparently, uh, Tim will make notes when Bryce says something funny to to show it to him later, and that apparently is Bryce saying. Uh, they don't throw you out for saying loser, <laughs> which is really good. Well, I've learned over the years, you know, I've been thrown out of two games yeah, and it's because of cussing and, you know, getting into players' faces. But if you call them a loser and talk about their family, they can't throw you out. Yeah. Look at that. You just got to do a little research. This is this our is, kids doing research anymore. You're you're a, you're they're, a, they're they're listening to the pod getting this you're middle a former age student section guy. Did you ever do some thorough research when uh, teams came into town? Yeah, we a little bit. Or was there some laziness there, and you just, uh, just went for the glaring I, something? You know, certain yeah. members of the family. Yeah, you know, I we never 
I, I imagine that the, the, there were some people doing research and trying to trying to really come up with something bad to say to to to, to guys, but you know it's all in good fun. All right, let's talk transfers. Sure. Let's talk. I mean, some that expected, some surprises, and then we got a lot of people our coaches are looking out at. So, let's talk about the shockers. I thought this was a little bit of a shock. Hankin Sanford jumped into the portal last week, and today Chico Carter jumped into the portal. I think Ford Cooper jumped in later last week, but he was a walk-on. So, we talked last pod, Trayvon Minot and Javon Benson, which were expected transfers. I don't think – is it fair to say from your point of view that you saw Hankin Sanford and Chico transfer, and I thought they were going to stay? So – I don't know. Is it fair to say? I'm not surprised that Hank and Sanford is transferring. Like, we needed big men. Hank and Sanford is a big guy. Hank and Sanford couldn't get on the court. Like, he didn't play much. And so if, if you didn't play much in this team, at, at the position when he is a, of a position of need, you know, like, and now we're out there looking for every power forward in the transfer portal. You, you know, that every power, like, you are literally hitting sign me up on Twitter every time you see a power forward in the transfer portal. You before you even look at tape, you just see their you just see their height and weight, and you're like, oh yeah, that sounds good to us, you know, <laughs> like like that's what you're out there doing. And so if we're gonna bring in a couple of big guys, and he's just not gonna see the floor, he's gonna get even less playing time. I don't if I'm Hank at Sanford, I'm not I'm not staying. That right. makes total sense. So Chico Carter jumping in today. That's a I mean, little first out first off we gotta say salute to him for beating Clemson at the buzzer. Hey, at the, at yeah. the buzzer. Nothing better yeah. than beating Clemson. By the way, we beat him in almost every sport. That, that, Especially the sports that counted. That, that is true. And uh honestly, that might be the highlight of the season. I mean, we had a few highlights. That was definitely number one or number two. I mean, winning at Rupp was pretty cool too. That was pretty cool too, but 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 you being your rival and when they're expect, I think they were favored by like 12, 14. And, and and we hadn't been very successful against them recently. And we barely basketball. beat Cyclone State a few days before. Yeah, it, it, that was a big game. That was a big moment. That might have been the highlight of the season, especially the way we did it. Um, but um, but yeah, um, Chico's a little more surprising. But then at the end, like this backcourt next year, it's I mean, Jacoby Wright's gotten better. And Michi's a lock. And Michi's and Michi's the best player on the team right now. And so, like, in in this is right now we're gonna talk about the team, and Gigi Jackson is just gonna be paused. Okay, so so like even it, though he it, hasn't declared, but I will say this: the longer that goes on, I might have to start mentioning him. Because that's right. That's right. You only have this is why we a hit certain pause. amount of time this is, this to is, declare. This is the definition of pause, Bryce. After a while, you, you must can, be a teacher. You, you know can, the definition of things too you much. Can, you can unpause, but but so 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 as far as we're talking about this, we're going to talk about this from a standpoint like GG is not back next year, even though that hasn't been announced. Right. Uh, but we're also only going to talk about the spots that are. We're also not going to talk about his spot being open yet either. And so, and we're just going to let this play out. Like if you had asked me last week, if I thought GG would have declared between last, b- between last Monday and this Monday, I would have maybe said it was like the longer he stayed, I, he stay the longer he doesn't declare the better shot we have of keeping him. And so 
obviously, if GG comes back, he's probably the best player on the team. But we'll but, put a pin in that for yeah. now. Let's let you finish up on Chico so, Carter. So, so Michi's going to be the best player on the team. Jacoby Wright's made a ton of progress. Um, Deba is going to be back n- next year. Like uh, Zach Davis uh, was getting some playing time down the stretch. He got a good 10, 12 we, minutes we, down the stretch. We have some guards. Like, like we actually aren't in dire need of guards. Even with Chico leaving, we're not in... That's not a ton. We even of got Mr. Sparkman shooting in the sixty percent yeah. three range. But 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 like we're not in. Chico leaving is not the worst thing, and I think that's the perfect analysis of why he's leaving. Is that he's he doesn't think he's going to start. He doesn't think he's going to play big minutes, and he wants to go somewhere where he can. I was I wasn't expecting it. It's like just he's a Columbia hometown kid, Cardinal Newman. Finish out what you started. I mean, when he was healthy, he was getting 30-plus minutes. That's true, but it's also before Jacoby Wright popped. Uh, but and he got hurt, I guess. Yeah. He had some injuries down the stretch. But, um, you know, the, this is also the nature of the beast of the transfer portal. You're going to have kids transfer that you don't expect. Well, how about this? I just thought with the lead, you know Frank Martin leaving, I just didn't think the surprises were going to happen as much. That, that was my shock today. That was a surprise for me because of a guy that when he played – he was playing thirty plus minutes when he wasn't hurt. Yeah, and regardless um, of right, he was still playing a good amount you know, of minutes. He he might be looking for some some nil money. You, you know, like he might not be getting any nil money here. That's possible. You know, and he might be looking for some nil money. Like I I don't know why, but but uh, but it's definitely it's definitely a thing. And so and so this basically so so right now that opens up. I believe we have six spots that are open. We have the open scholarship. Okay. We have Hayden Brown leaving. Right. right? And so we also have two freshmen coming in. And so, the, and so they're going to take those two spots. So I think we go down to four open spots with a pause with Gigi. Right. Right. And so uh, either we have Gigi Jackson or right. the open spot. And then we have Minots, uh, Benson's, Chico's, and Hank, Hank and Sanford. Sanford. Uh, Ford Cooper's also left, but he, but was, he was a walk on. Right. And so... Um, you know, I mean, we got spots. Yeah. And what's Lamont calling these guys and saying, hey, you want to play 30 plus minutes? Yeah. And and here's the other thing is that is that he actually has some stuff in place like uh, like the backcourt's good. I'll tell you what I was watching this weekend and I'll tell you who would be fun in the NCAA tournament. Michi Johnson. Oh, yeah. 30 to 35 footers. Shoot oh, for the my logo. God. Oh, my him. God. It just with announcers like just going crazy. Like, what is yeah. that guy doing? Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, just just it would it would just be it would be wild, you, you know. Charles Barkley saying Michi, that would be Man, fantastic. That, guy, that guy's a player. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's a player. Yeah, but uh, but so um, uh, so so we've got a decent backcourt in Michi and Jacoby Wright, and you got Josh Grace cemented in there at center. And, and I actually think Josh Gray is going to have an awesome junior. I think Josh Gray is going to turn into an NBA player. I think NBA you were talking about earlier, but I'm saying next year he is an all-SEC player. Yeah, yeah. All he thing he has to work on is foul trouble. If he's in the game, he's getting stats. It, and, and, and it wasn't – I think his foul trouble issues were exaggerated. I, th- I think his foul trouble. He got in some foul trouble, but there would be, but, but it wasn't every game, and it wasn't a problem every game. No, he he got better. I'm just saying, if I like to point out, you know, I'm Mister Positive, you know me, but I like to point out, you know, there there are some things to work on. But he showed the potential this year. But 
outside of those three guys, you got Davis in there. It just all depends on the transfers you get. And as we talked about last pod, let's get into the transfers that we're looking at this year, this offseason. Lamont's been busy calling people. So the first person earlier in the week, so we've already talked, you know, BJ Mack and Stephen Clark, Walford and Citadel, Citadel respectively. Um, we've already reached out to them. We've had some visits with them. I think we're at least in the top tier of people they're looking at. Um, and both Charlotte guys, so they're somewhat close. Would you call that somewhat local, an hour and a half away, Charlotte? I call that somewhat local. Yeah, the Charlotte guys are local, yeah. So, outside of those guys, this week we reached out to Jacksonville Jr., Mike Marsh, 6'11", about 210, a little lanky, but 10.5, 4.9 boards. Yeah. Athletic and size. We need size and we need athletic big men. Yep. So, we looked out at him, and then we also had um, Vanderbilt transfer Miles Stute. We saw him a few times this year. Vandy owned us this year. Yeah, he didn't have great games against us. But he's a um, six seven athletic wing slash power forward. Yeah. We I mean what so do we, we need? what do we have this year? What do we did not have this year? A small forward, power forward, or tweener. Well, we we did, but he was playing center in Hayden Brown. Hey. Soaking wet six four. Yeah. All right. So we anyway, we looking at him and then we had on, on a side note. There's like three or four Walford players in the transfer portal. And, I mean, they're going to be able to field a team next year. I feel like the whole Walford squad is in the transfer portal. Yeah, just, they'll get just guys. Just notice that. They'll, they'll be fine. Um, uh, th- th- There's a few. And, and I think we're going to have some guys that, like, th- this is early. You, you know, this is just one weekend down. You, you know, as, as teams start dropping out, I, there's going to be over 1,000 players that go into the transfer portal. Um. As uh, th- th- this is going to be almost impossible to follow, like oh yeah, it's hard to keep up. But guess yeah. what? That's our job. We're going to yeah. keep it up, and we'll even shoot out a tweet later of the people we're looking at. Also, my dream transfer is out there. Yeah. Now I guess dream is you know it'd be great if he's a winner from a power five, but a guy that destroyed us two years ago in Conway. Oh, is this the, the Azim Mustafa? Is this the kid that 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 put up like twenty something on 20 us? Twenty and fifteen on us, yeah. and he yeah. aver- one of two Division One players last year to average a double double. You wanted him to leave last year, didn't I you? I wanted him last year. Yeah, but guess what? He's a grad transfer. He's got one year left. And how far is Conway? It's not far from Columbia. It's not far. It smells like about two and a half hours. Yeah, it's a quick, crisp drive through Florence. Charlotte's closer. Hey. I'm just saying, Mustafa, come on yeah. down. You want to come and start? Battle, I mean, battle Josh Gray. I mean, he'd be a great, at 6'9", six, 6'10", six, he'd be a great power forward too. So one thing. Because what happened last year when Josh Gray went out? We had no size. Yeah. And we got out-rebounded. We just oh, yeah, need yeah, big yeah. guys that are athletic. So so we need we need big guys, and we need at least one or two of them. Like, like we, we, or we need more than one, like is basically what I'm saying, because, you know, we got Josh Gray and BBV and that's it. And Josh Gray is going to be good this year, but we don't want BBV being a starter or playing starter minutes, you know, at all. And so, uh, and so we need like the, the backcourt, obviously it'd be nice to have another guard. We, we don't know what we have in Deba. The backcourt's gonna be is the backcourt is the strongest part of the team, even with Chico leaving. Uh, but the wings, 
um, unless Gigi miraculously stays, the wings and the big guys, like we need like, we honestly need to put three, maybe four of the open spots so far on those positions. Right. And, um, and I'll tell you what else. Uh, however, Murray Boyles will help. Oh, Murray um, Boyles is a winner. Yeah. yeah Can't wait. He's uh, a, he is an instant player. Yeah. And, and so um, one thing that I do like about this transfer portal season is that it's going to all happen fast. It's not going to be like recruiting. You can where quickly get better very quickly. It's not like recruiting where you're, you're hearing about these guys for like a year, two right. years sometimes. Right. You know, like how long, how long have we been talking about Cam Scott? A Almost year. a year. And and it's going to be at least another four more months probably before he commits. Right. You know, and so, um, whereas like this, it's going to start and it's going to happen. Like uh, on the last pod, BJ Mack. That's right. Um, is, he is a he is a top ten transfer he, right now. He's one of the guys from he's one of the guys from Wofford. We it, it would be a big get if uh, if Lamont could get him. He is he tweeted this weekend Tuesday. He's got an announcement which which. But from what I've heard, it's more of a dwindling his list down. More well, than a commitment, but who knows? He's a young kid. It, it, he's a young kid on Twitter, and so you, you know. But if you can't get him though, Mustafa has two years with a COVID year. Yeah. So, yeah. so and he's six nine two fifty, and he's just straight up consistent. We are we're recording this on Monday night. Right. So if you're listening to this the day that it drops, it's possible that BJ Mack has either announced where he's transferring to or just putting out a list. Anything can happen. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just saying. I guess years ago you would take what two or three years of building up players and hoping they stay, and now with the transfer portal. You can get three or four guys, and if you hit on all of them, your team can be transformed very quickly. Yes, and so it's got to be, and I think it, it's a little bit of both. You you know, like you can still build up your guys. Like like Zach Davis is still on the team. He was he he's he, getting better. He it, just needs to play more. You know, Jacoby Wright's still on the team. Like Jacoby's uh, great. Yeah, um, Josh Gray and Michi are sticking around, but but uh and. Uh, how much more eligibility do those two have? Michi, I believe, has two more years with about, COVID year. What about Gray? Does he have I two more? I think Gray's got two more as well. Yeah, and so like, like everybody who it, it it's the, the the way that like people can get frustrated with the transfer portal, and I get that. Like, I'm not saying I I don't think it's perfect, um, but you basically it's just a tool for your team, and what you need to do. Is have it be a net positive. Okay, yes. Does it stink that Chico is leaving? It does. But what we need to go out there and do is get a guy that's as good as Chico or better. You you, you know, like and um, and 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 move on. You know, it's nice having two of the two of the three guys that are in. Like right now, assuming Gigi's not back, the starters for next year. I only know three of them right now off the top of my head. And that's Josh Gray, and that's Michi Johnson. Both of those guys, and Jacoby, uh, Wright. And Jacoby Wright, uh, two of those three guys were acquired from the transfer portal. Right. You know, Michi Johnson from Ohio State, Josh Gray from so LSU. So those other two positions are up, up for grabs. Or, you know, you never yeah, know, but, one of those transfers could jump them. But what I'm saying is that our team, even like, like, like the guys that we have returning, have been built on the transfer portal. You just got to turn the transfer portal into a net positive for, for your team. It's gonna stink losing guys like Chico, but just turn around and get and and hit another guy like Michi. And you just need to hope that we don't have guys like BBV come in because, just to be honest, I thought he was gonna hit portal already, but it looks like he's sticking around. Well, I mean, is anybody gonna take him? 
Maybe we do a trade with Coastal. Yeah. Come on down. Remember the uh, remember the Chico Carter for Trey Hannibal trade? Oh, the free agency trade, the original. Yeah. But anyway, let's see what happens. I mean, the next week we could get a few commitments. Yeah. Or be looking at more guys. But no one really knows anybody that, you know, only these kids and the coaches know what's going to happen, I think, to a certain point. It's it's weird in that it's all happening with everybody immediately. Whereas, like, with recruiting, you know, like, like you've known about these kids for years. And so, like, and so you're able to build relationships with them. Uh, you've got to basically build relationships with these guys overnight, you know, like, um, uh, and so um, I, I think I, I think the fact that there's some South Carolina guys out there th- that are available uh, is is good. Um, and, um, you know. Let's see who Paris brings in. We did not talk about Michi Johnson last year until it was announced that he was transferring here. No one knew. No one I knew. I mean, you, you had these people like closet yeah. visits that only came out maybe a few hours after. I, I, right. I didn't. I even, saw one beat writer mention it after then, he visited. Yeah. And then, and then he, he, Michi visited and then he committed and uh, and it was just like oh we got this kid from Ohio State that that was a four star coming out of coming out of high school and then he blew out his knee and hadn't played at all and now he's he should be healthy next season and back and um, so like it's 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 gonna be difficult to th- this is a difficult thing to follow and it's it's hard to know you you know like like what's gonna happen or who's good or who's even available. There are guys like Michi out there, there are guys like Josh Gray out there, there are guys that are better. There are also BBVs out there. You, you know, which is which is you gotta work them out, figure it out. It's a it's a new element of coaching that is that, that is and it's and it's definitely it's at least here to stay for a while. It's not getting you know, people thought after COVID or something this would die down. It's not it's not dying down. Well what we talked about, let's hit three on three or four transfers and then you gotta hope this year that the men can at least get back to five hundred. Yeah. That would be the Oh, I definitely depending think depending what can. we find. I mean, we don't know until we get a full team together what we actually have coming back. But there, this this I mean, team, think about it. Four or five games that we were in at the end of the year. If those change, that's a 500 season. Yeah, not only that, like this team was ended up being very competitive. And that's all you could really ask for late in the year. NC NC State. Mississippi State was in, was one of the last four in. Right. This team absolutely can be as good as NC State was this season. Hey, we we took Alabama to the the brink. Like, like, like they're better than Alabama right now. um, Nobody. That's, that's probably true. Um, And, um, like, the this team is with the with the three guys that, that we have starting plus uh plus a couple of guys that are left like like Zach Davis might have a have a good have a good uptick uh we don't know what we're getting with Deba we're excited about Murray Boyles and Connors and 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 uh and so like the team we should have more bodies because we should get three or four transfers um one thing that has to happen. Okay, is and I don't know why it didn't happen last year, but and hopefully he's realized he made a mistake. Take a player, even if it's not the player that you want, like use all your scholarships. We rode out this season with an extra slot open for for what? 
to save the scholarship, everybody's leaving. Like, like this is the nature of the transfer portal. There's always going to be spots open. There's never a reason to save a scholarship anymore. I agree. I got nothing to go against that. It made me mad throughout the year. Yeah, like like we're bringing Ford Cooper. We're being, bringing Sparkman in. We have, we're playing Hayden Brown at center because we don't have another power forward on the team. You, you know that or or center on the or a backup big that like, we trusted that that we tr- yeah and so just like use all the scholarships even if it's not the exact player that you want spots are going to open up or heck that guy's going to transfer right well let's see what happens but I, I have a feeling we'll have some big news next week to talk even more people and let's see if some decisions are made from the people that have already visited yeah i, I I would I would agree with you. I bet we've got a commitment by the time we get up on the pod next week. Ooh, is that a bold prediction? I don't no, think it's just that bold. I think medium, might, medium. I, just a I can get around with that. Well, let's talk yeah. about the other breaking news that happened this week. Somehow Ray Tanner got an extension. As you know, if you listen to the pod, I don't know how Ray Tanner keeps on having a job, more or less getting an extension. Your thoughts on the Ray Tanner? extension for another two years so this is this is difficult right um i haven't been thrilled with ray tanner recently the good old boy board loves the guy from his baseball days they do and um and by the way everything i'm about to say i like lamont paris okay and i'm not like calling for and so the hire might work out but tanner blundered the process on the hire. Uh he held on to Frank too long. Yep. Uh he 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 tried to at the last minute fire Frank and he couldn't get it done, which means he's weak. Um which also if he had fired Frank a season earlier, we'd have Pat Kelsey right now who killed it for college Charleston. But this year. but I I like Paris. I want Paris to be successful. I don't want to be critical of Paris yet. I want to see what Paris is going to bring in his second year right. before we truly make this as a as a low mark for Ray Tanner. Um but it's funny we've been kind of bashing Ray Tanner for a while. Bryce South Carolina Sports. It's Are we least, on the up and up? It's it's on the uptick. I mean like basketball needs to get back rolling. But, 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 men's men's basketball needs to get back rolling. And so we need to see what Lamont Paris has. But if Lamont Paris turns out to be a a, a good hire and gets this team back to the NCAA tournament in a in a couple of years. Like, I mean, like you're like not against bringing in a brand new AD with some fresh ideas. I am not that, against bringing in. A, oh no no. Because let, yeah, let me be frank. I I would be very in favor of bringing in a brand new AD. I guess what I'm saying is it's funny. I I'm in favor of Tanner not being the AD and bringing in a new AD. However, it's funny. South Carolina sports, you know, like baseball's having a little moment right now. We'll see. Great start at the SEC play. Run ruled Georgia twice. Uh, yeah. Which is, I love the new rule this year. Run rule. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, and, and the Beamer seems to be working out. We'll see still, you, you know, like. Great end of the year. Yeah. He had a great end of the year. Uh, obviously, he's, Tanner has kept Dawn happy and has kept Dawn here. And they're building Dawn a statue, which. Keeping Dawn happy and keeping Dawn here. That's right. You, you know, like, and so. Build her um, a building. Yeah. Why not? I mean, they named the street after her, didn't they? They got a, she's got a street. She's yeah. got a statue coming. I think we should give her a building next. Yeah, sure. We should give her whatever she wants. 
but we don't want her as an AD. The, you don't hire no. the guy yes. or gal that yes. are your hometown heroes. Yes, yes, yes. We don't. We, we oh, yes. Don Staley. If 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 Ray Tanner leaves as if when Ray Tanner is no longer the AD, we should not replace him with Don Staley. That would be a terrible idea. Nothing against Don. Yeah. But we need to hire ads. No, and and the thing is, is that obviously, if Dawn doesn't want to coach anymore, we'll have to address that. Sure, but I but, think she'll be here for a while. But like, but why would we want to take her out of the role of being of building the best women's program in the country, which is which you know is 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 what we have. Um, but anyway. The buyout in this, though, is interesting. Very interesting little nugget. At the very end of the few articles, they were like, oh, by the way, after July of 2024, his buyout goes to zero. Which means we're giving him one more year and then we can fire him. It's kind of like that Frank contract extension. Yeah. We gave you an extension, yeah, but we can let you go come July, summer, next year. Yeah. And so it's... it's um, so. Um, not thrilled about the Ray Tanner extension. Um, basketball needs to change. And it just, I don't know. I, it still feels exactly the same. You, you know, like, like hopefully Paris is better than Horn. But, like, going to some of these games this year felt like, felt like going to games when Horn was there. Felt like early Frank. We were catching t-shirts. Yeah. Um, Which was, you know, easy to do during the Horn days. They're not even throwing t-shirts anymore. Rally towels. Rally towels. And the only time it gets to the least of the 14th row is the softball team. Right. Sorry, cheerleaders. You just don't have the arm. But, um, but just, and so. And I'm talking the men cheerleaders. They don't have the arm. So, um, um, but like the, for basketball to truly get better. One of two things would have to happen. Paris needs to just be the real deal, okay? Which he could be. Time will tell. Um, uh, or the athletic department needs to invest in making the bas- in deciding that they want a premier basketball program, which which they have not wanted to do. They've put it into the women's, but they need to put it into yeah. the men's but, too. But, but you have to make a decision to the, do so, and the budget has to say the, so. They as put well. it. They they put it into the women's only after it turned out that Dawn was looking like she was the real deal. So you're saying putting the money, investing it, even though you might not be winning at a high level, right? Like it's it's like a chicken or the egg thing. You know, they they got lucky with Dawn. They hit hard. Yeah. They got lucky. We 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 we, had, we had hired been, the best women's we, basketball coach in the country, and and without and, anyone else knowing it, right? Without anyone else knowing it, and she enjoys being here and has built this into a program instead of leaving for Tennessee or UConn or one of the premier women's programs. She just decided to build this into a premier women's program, and so here we are. And I think perfect time transition to the women here, Bryce. Um, well, let's. You want to get happy all of a sudden? Yeah, man. Sweet sixteen. You can't say enough of. I mean, it is safe to say we're going to make the Sweet Sixteen for a very long time. Now we're not going to be at the streak of UConn, but maybe we could. You know, UConn streak is up to twenty nine consecutive Sweet Sixteen. That's a lot. Fourteen straight Final Fours. That's also a lot. But guess what? We're on our way. We are on our way. And if it wasn't for COVID. We would have three Final Fours in a row. 
because that yeah. COVID year took out, and then the year before we lost out. But I think was it we lost in the Elite Eight the year the, the year after they won the title. So 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 it's yeah a, to Baylor right. It, it it's it's two years. So, so the COVID year is twenty. We won the title in seventeen. So there's eighteen and nineteen. There's and if you don't count the COVID between. year, I mean, we've had a lot of Sweet Sixteens. Yeah. I'm trying to think when's the last time we didn't make a Sweet Sixteen. Was it like when we lost to like Kansas in the round of thirty two, like eight or nine years ago? Yeah, it was it, something like that. It was it was it was early on. It was it was early on with Dawn, but uh, but um, but she's on a streak and on a roll. And this team, we've said it a thousand times, they might have slow starts, but it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter because what ends up happening in the second half? They just... The, they wind you down. They wind you down, yeah. And the other teams, they's like, man, we can stay with this team. And then they're like, all of a sudden, bruise after bruise after hit after hit. Because, you know, yeah. we are the bruisers. Like, South Florida scored more points in the... Uh, South Florida's who we beat in the second round. That's right. They, they scored more points in the first quarter than they did in the second half. We shut them down. I think they only had nine points in that fourth quarter. Seven in the and third. I, and I think about... Five of them were in garbage time. Four, 16 total points in the second half. I mean, they went from in the game to what? We were only up by four or six, and then we we opened it. Yeah. And guess what? We covered. I mean, when we were only up four a few minutes to go in the third, and you're looking at the line, I know you're like this, who cares about the line, but great teams cover. Yeah. And the line was 26, and we were only up four near the end of the third. You're going, ooh. <laughs> But this team, they score and they score a lot. And shout out to Olivia Thompson with a three at the end, the dagger. Yeah. Just uh, good for her to end her home career on that three. Is she definitely done? I think no, she's got it. I think she might have one more year. But COVID has messed up the I don't know who has what. So what the NCAA need? I, I heard somebody talking about this. Um, they were talking about the men's side of the tournament and how it's the oldest tournament that we've ever seen. Right. Okay. Uh, because because of this COVID year, that that just you got players like Hayden Brown who are in the tournament, and it's like the oldest tournament that we've ever seen. And then the person just said, "It's also great because these teams are really good, and, and it's really these, good. See these and it's girls really good and guys that are what twenty three, yeah. yeah. some twenty four. Yeah. And 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 the response is just just give everybody five years eligibility." So what were your thoughts on that uh, Norfolk State game on Friday? Coming into the game, this was news to me. David Kloniger, big fans of David Kloniger. Our dream one day is maybe to get him on. He, I just he, want him to like something I say on Twitter. He doesn't respond. We're going to get there, though. Yeah. We're going to get there. I'm, but, I want to get to the Joe Lindsay point before he does, and I want to tag him. And I'm gonna, I want to I wanna inform him that Joe Lindsay's the ref of a game and see what he says. I love that. Yeah. But the Norfolk State led the nation in scoring defense, and we were three or four. And just having that drop about an hour before the game, I was like, ooh, good it, defensive team. It showed a little. And it was low scoring yeah. for that first half. I mean, and but that, what, was a, that, that was a spread, Bryce. Oh, the spread at the start of the game was 50. 50-point 50 spread. 50, which was the biggest spread. I think Stanford had the second biggest around 42 yeah. points. But guess what? We didn't cover that. No, we didn't. But guess what? In that second half, we wound them down. And shout out to their number 50 center. Yeah. Gave Boston all she wanted, boxing yeah. out. That girl could box out. But we warmed down in that second half. And, you know, teams from the MEAC can't keep up yeah. with us depth-wise. And we got the win. 
Yeah. But it was something just a little worrisome. The game, you, you, we showed a little bit of rust being off for two weeks. Yeah, and so we we did. it. I still don't like that that we're off for two weeks. They should start They this, always end the women's season a week earlier. They should just start the tournament a week earlier. Well, they play two less conference games. Give them 18 games just like the men, but the only women only play 16. That's that, weird. That's the difference right there. That's it. That's a week of basketball, yeah. Just play a few more teams, but you know what? The SEC's got two more teams coming. And I bet you that women's schedule might change pretty quickly. Well, it's got to be it's, it's got to be every every team's women's schedule. Well, Oklahoma and in the SEC. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Texas and Oklahoma are joining not Dude, next year but the year after. Did other conferences play their conference tournaments the, the the weekend after we did? All the women finished up. Right, right. And so it would be a national thing that would have to that that would have to change. But but, but start just, the season later or let or, them play more games or just start the tournament. On on the, the the weekend while the- for some reason they want to put the men's and women's tournament you know every other night but I will say this this year you know how the women's selection show is always a day later yeah it was on the same night this year I like that yeah that and, was nice but but it's a it's a lot going on right you, you know like like it's 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 uh, good it, for it's people that have basketball it, podcasts so too. It, it it is it is it's a lot of content out there um but uh so obviously the women took care of business in the tournament. Uh, some other things happened in the in the women's tournament, Bryce. That What's I think that? we need to talk about. You mean upsets? Oh yeah. Uh, and also, um, this season the SEC was kind of in everybody's doghouse, especially from some guy from Raleigh named Mitch who <laughs> loves Indiana. We probably talked about him way too much, but you know what? Breaking news on that today: Mitch blocked us today. Yeah, that's right. Maybe maybe we maybe we were. His modern exterminating, we know it's bug. Like we were bugging him a little bit. He shouldn't tweet dumb tweets. Yeah, or or you know, vote and rank teams incorrectly. But uh, but but yeah, back to the upsets. But but anyway, um, Ole Miss, shocker. Um, I, I'm not shocked. I'm I mean, not shocked. We knew the Ole Miss defense was there. They they rely on that defense, and they took us to that game in Oxford to overtime for a reason. Yeah, but Stanford couldn't score. And, yeah, and Stanford, that team that took us, one I of the three teams this year that had a chance of beating us, Ole Miss shut them down. I did not have Ole Miss winning the battle of the teams that took us to overtime, but they did. They did it. Yeah, and so like Stanford's out of the tournament. Haley Jones, Cameron Brink, Cameron like, Brink, Haley Jones graduates. Cameron Brink is back for one more year. Oh, is she in the same boat? She's got Boston one more has? year. I think she's going to have her COVID year, get get yeah. an extra year. Okay. That's what they made it sound like that she was doing from what I saw last year. Who, who knows anymore? But without Haley Jones, that's going to be a big loss. But Ole Miss, I mean, it, it kind of broke that narrative that everyone was saying that the SEC was down this year. But yeah. guess what? We got four teams in the Sweet 16. Yeah. Not only do we have four teams in the Sweet 16. Also, For a down year of the also, conference. Also, we were talking about this. And I don't know if I did it on this or if I did it on uh, uh, Keith Alsep's pod, the the Gamecock pod daily, uh, when, when he's been having us on a good bit. But um, shout out to Keith. Yeah. Um, UGA gave Iowa a run for. And I called their it. I said money. Georgia could play. Yeah. We played them the last game of the season at home, and they gave us all we wanted. They're physical. They gave they and gave they, Iowa more. And guess what? They gave the blueprint. To shut to, down Caitlin Clark. Yep. You they, put a six foot six two girl on her and you get in her face all day. And and uh guess what the University of South Carolina has? 
I'm pretty sure we got height and athletic girls. That's exactly what the University of South That's Carolina might be the has. definition of the players that we have. Yeah. Just just like like they're they're gonna be they're gonna be competing with each other in practice over who gets to guard her. Like like it's Well, let's see if they yeah. make it. She's got she's gotta win two more. That's true. And you know what Iowa does very well? And they choke. That's yeah. Well, it's it's because it's it's because that team is Caitlin Clark. You, you, you know, like she she's legitimately you know maybe the best player in college basketball in women's college basketball. She's not better than Boston. But she's like, not better in Boston. Yeah. But the points and the the writers yeah, might think so. The writers might think so. But but she is she is definitely one of the five best players in women's college basketball this season. Sure, and she is electric, and she can be electric on offense. And um, you know, Georgia gave the blueprint to beat them though, and. Um, but uh, the women have to get there too, and we've got a we've got ourselves a matchup um, in in the Sweet Sixteen playing UCLA, right? Well, the they play at ten o'clock tonight. Oh, that's right. It's when not, we it's when not we over. when we drop the pod, we're going to drop the pod probably around ten o'clock. But it's Oklahoma UCLA ten o'clock start time Eastern. We'll see who we win against. You like to see how I did who we win against. But Oklahoma, the number one scoring team in D1, and UCLA, who for 38 minutes played with us back in it's, November, it's, December. I, I'm, I'm thinking about the games that we played and the closest that we were to losing. I, I think I felt like we were closer, like Stanford had us and we stole it. UCLA had us and they just didn't have us at the end of the game. Like, like, like we didn't come back. We didn't take it away from them. Like, like Stanford played with us the whole game and we just were better in overtime, but we kind of, we kind of snuck it, snuck that game into overtime. But, uh, but UCLA, they, they, but, but it's, 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 it's the same thing with this team. Like this team started slow in both of their tournament games this week. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because that defense wears you down and it wears you down and they're just going to and and they'll be in the game at the end and you'll have to make plays at the end and you'll have to make it against athleticism that's in better shape than you are that is that is fresher than you are because we've got more depth depth and you you know like and and your best players are going to be playing 40 minutes a game and they're just not going to have it and that's why we wear them down and it's why UCLA ended up losing at the Colonial Life Arena you, you know in November but anyway, outside of Ole Miss, and even though Louisville was a five seed, they beat Texas, which was a four, because usually the top four seeds in women's brackets, you know, move on. Outside of that, Ole Miss and Louisville playing each other, you got to you pretty much now. There are a few games playing tonight while we're recording this pod, but most of the other one, two, three, and four seeds are there in that Sweet Sixteen with a few games. I think three games are in process now. But Virginia Tech didn't think they were going to show up. They're playing Tennessee in the Sweet 16. Tennessee told Toledo that thanks for your, your, your surprising win last week, but we're going to double up your score and almost drop a hundy on them today. And then Princeton, Princeton lost. They were the one of the other upsets. But you got LSU-Utah. That looks interesting. And you got Baylor and UConn playing currently right now, to, the winner playing Ohio State. And then you got Indiana-Miami. Mitch is probably sweating a little bit. Miami's up five in the third. But the winner then play um, Villanova, and then you got Colorado at number six seed playing Duke right now, giving them all they want early. So, in our bracket though, 
if what we play the winner of Oklahoma UCLA, so when you guys hear this pod, one of them would have won, and then from there it's we Maryland, play the right? winner of Notre Dame Maryland, Notre which Dame, are the Maryland. two and three in our yeah. so. We don't know who our opponents are going to be. We know one of uh, two of them that they could be right. coming up tonight. But my guess, if I had to pick, and my guess really means nothing, my guess UCLA wins at home, and we have another rematch in UCLA. They got to come off. Look at that. The game of that, that time will be over, what, at midnight our time? And then they got to fly a cross over to Greenville. Isn't that kind of brutal? Chicken Hoops yeah. was talking about that. They're like, yeah. I mean, bad luck of the draw for them. But you know what? We don't have to go far but we're the best team and we get the better location yeah but you know that a basketball game ending at uh at midnight eastern and eastern and then getting on a plane the next day and flying three thousand and flying across the country um that sounds miserable to us but these women are 20 are 21 22 they're they're ready to go you think they'll get some rushes while they're over here no they will not Maybe some Dixie driving or uh, some Pete's. They, they will not do that either. Stacks Omega in Greenville. I, I doubt it. Just wanted to m- mention all the grease pits. I, I, I imagine they're going to stay away from all of them. Maybe some Bernie's chicken in Columbia can't go wrong. I sure. I can keep mentioning places. Oh, I'm sure you can. Rambo's Fat Cat Biscuits in Cottontown. Fans of the show. Yeah. Love a brisket biscuit. Go see Todd and Renee at Rambo's yeah. Fat Cats. But anyway, we'll see what happens. I'm excited for this next week, um, whoever we play. But do you kind of want to see UCLA again? Chicken Hoops disagreed with me. He was like, let's stay clear then because they gave us all that we can handle. But what have we shown this year when we play someone a second time? We showed Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. Beat and by, Tennessee. Hey, when when Dawn gets to see you a second time, she can plan exactly how to play you. Yeah. Um, but I want to beat UCLA by a good amount just to show – they might have played us early on, close, but yeah, the, getting a, getting another swing at them. It's kind of why I wanted to play Stanford again too. You, um, it ultimately it, it it does this this really, especially now that Stanford is out, right? I don't think it matters who they play. Oh sure, um, like like the Stanford story tale so storyline was good. Um, in that just because we've got history with them, we right. faced them. The, the two the, the previous two years Boston and Haley Jones are best friends um and so that's like playing Stanford uh would have been good for women's college basketball the but TV I, ratings for sure I I also I also did I did not mind seeing them lose though oh so sad uh, it, it, you, you you hate to see it right uh but um obviously playing UConn in the final game would be fun you, you know but um but ultimately, I don't think it matters. We're gonna play. We're gonna play teams that are good. All right. And one thing that I do know is that UCLA is good, and so we're gonna play them, and we've got to beat them. And um, love to beat them by twenty. You know, would love to beat them by two. But like it'd be. When, hey, we know this for sure. Winning is fun. Winning's fun, and I'd love to Especially go. Especially when you won forty in a row. I, I'd love to shut down the best offense in college basketball in Oklahoma. That'd be a lot of fun too. And hey, let's just somehow get to Iowa in that Final Four. That'd be fun. Playing Iowa in the final four in the final four would be fun as well. And the next time we record a pod, we hopefully are in the final four. Yeah, and that would be great to talk about. But you know what? This is the end of the pod. We've talked a lot this week, but GBO bracket still going on. Let's see who wins that hundred fifty dollars gift cards to 
modern exterminating because what Sumter, what's their phrase? We know what bugs you. There you go. I always say it, so I had to make sure you, you knew it. I, I li- Okay. Hey, shout out to Glenn Matthews, big fan of the <laughs> big fan of the pod, and he is a a great guy. And he, you know, he's our sponsor, so we have to give him a shout out. So shout out to Glenn, you the man. All right. Anyway, that's it for this week. We've talked a lot of basketball. Let's see what happens with the men in the transfer portal, and then let's make sure the women get a few wins next weekend in Greenville, and then. The GBO will be going on the road to Dallas, hopefully. And, and hopefully, and hopefully while you're listening to this, BJ Mack is a Gamecock. That would be great. I'd that would be all th- that would make about my, that. That would make my Tuesday, Bryce. Why not us? Why not? All right, go Cox. GBO out.